0: three two one hello and welcome to the level playing field podcast episode 15 mm. getting on in the numbers we really, are. Week. We really Seem- are seems like every time we record it goes up by a number yo that's <laughs> crazy <laughs> anyway what happened this week well kanye dropped a new song he did it's
1: not good. It's not good, no. It, in fact, it's really, really bad. It's called Na Na Na, and it features this really basic flute loop that a 13-year-old could make on the genius DAW. Or...
0: That, that is a great way to describe it. It is like a genius DAW it, Literally,
1: Literally. Yeah, the whole beat, to be fair, not just the flute. It's just really not good. Like, this is the same man who has dropped... Countless masterpieces, who shapes hmm. popular music. Of all the leaks of everything that must be in his vault, he drops this. So I, I think he must be trolling. <laughs> to be fair,
0: I think it's a it's a troll. Like he be. normally drops be. a troll song before an album comes out. Must,
1: I mean, remember "Lift Yourself"?
0: Yeah. So I, mean, I thought "Lift Yourself" was really good. I, I, and, I like and the that, little part. pump song, like okay, that was, he's, yeah, he's that was... known for this. I, yeah. I wouldn't think too much of it, really. I think it is just him trolling. And I really there's a, hope the so. baby remix coming soon. <laughs> so look sake. out for that.
1: <laughs> it's on everything. Yeah? Like, everyone just wants fucking baby, baby, baby. It's like he's got. It's like you said. He's literally got that one flow that he uses in every single song. He even did a Dua Lipa remix of one of the songs yeah. that we both really liked, Levitating. It was shit. He added absolutely nothing except that same the baby flow. It's like, what is yeah. the point? What is the point of you being here? But yeah. I'm sure you should
0: just have a verse that he sends to people, and it's just the same <laughs> just verse. Copy on every and paste song that template, oh, It man. W- <laughs> wouldn't make a difference anyway. Literally, literally. One. 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 Yeah. Heady one, Edna. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think it's it's divided our opinion. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think so too. I think you liked
1: it. Yeah. a fair bit more than I did.
0: Yeah. So with Hedy one, I mean, mm. he's one of the best rappers out right now. His flow is infectious. It's great. He's had some amazing songs come out recently. Mm. And yeah, he's, he's one of the best at the moment.
1: I don't know if I agree with, with that as a blanket statement of rappers in general. For Drill, definitely. I think he's done a lot for Drill. Right. And that genre. It, it, it doesn't do it for me. But I thought that Gang, his tape that he released earlier this year, was really good.
0: It's interesting that you say that a lot of people... A lot of people didn't like that. That was produced by a massive UK pop producer called
1: Fred Again, who yep. also did a lot of work on Stormzy's album, Heavy as the Head. Now, I personally mm. really enjoyed that tape and I've kept going back to it. But I know that a lot of people really, really hated it. So going into this album, it's his debut studio album, I was wondering, you know, is he going to tone down the experimental production, you know, for this album to
0: please the fans? So if we, if we get into the first track, Teach Me, See, I, th- I think this is a really great track you know that there's a really strong real beat on here he he sounds almost more more vulnerable like it's a lot more honest than you usually get on this kind of song and I think it works really well
1: Yeah so I, I thought this was a decent opener as well I thought the beat was I thought the beat was okay but lyrically um it was really good I really like the line yeah. do I blame destiny or do I blame astrology I thought that was a mm. really good kind of comparison um Yeah however there is one thing that I noticed straight off the bat. He does this melody. It goes da 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 and he has used that exact same melody in so many songs. He uses it on so many songs in this album. <laughs> he did it on Gang. He did it on uh Drillers and Trappers. Um, yeah. was it Music and Road?
0: And uh yeah, it
1: was yeah.
0: I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it sounds good here.
1: For this album, musically, it was not doing it for me. I'm just going to say that right now. I, I appreciated it a lot more when I was following along with the lyrics and I was yeah. seeing, you know, the kind of stories that he's telling, you know, his, his life experiences. But, yeah. but musically, I'm, I'm going to say right now, this is my main criticism throughout the whole album. It's just not very interesting to listen to.
0: There, there's a lot of strong beats on here. I think there's there's nothing I'd say was bad musically. I think you know maybe you can say it's a bit generic in places and that sort of thing, but I think o- overall it's good. I think where it's lacking is where you have this like amazing storytelling from Heady One, mm. and the beat feels too trappy or like just hard 808s, and it doesn't necessarily lend itself to that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I I think it's alright, and I think on on this track is one of the places where it, it just works really well. So what do you think of Bumpy Ride? Well, looking at the track list, there are a lot of features on it.
1: Um, and I was actually really looking forward to hearing M. Huncho on this. I'm not really a melodic rap kind of fan, but I think M. Huncho, he's all right. He's grown on me a little bit. Um, over, the, over He's the months. one of my
0: favorites. I think he's, he's one of the ones that do it really well.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I, can see, I can see why. I can see the appeal. I'm going to say, first of all, I really like the beat. I think the piano feels really floaty and airy. However, I would have liked some more interesting bass line because it was a bit just static and repetitive, I thought. Right. Um, but back to Heady 1 and M Huncho, what's good about this combination is that their voices are very similar tonally. And that kind of makes it harder to, to, harder to distinguish between the two. But it adds just that melodic flavor in a very subtle way. And that, that melodic aspect is very sorely lacking at this point in the album. It's only three tracks in. It's only three tracks in. But there hasn't been much going on in the way of melody up until this up, up until this point. And I'm also going to say right now as well, aside from Kenny Beats, Young T and Bugsy, and Skepta, this is the only feature on the whole album that I would actually keep because it feels like it's adding to the song, which a lot of these don't. A lot of the other features don't. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, that's... Here's a, That's strong a strong statement. It's how I feel. How about you? What do you think of this song? <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: I thought this was this was great. Like, heady One's flow is on point here. It's amazing. And I think M. Huncho's is great on the hook. Like, it's it's quite a short and sweet song. Like, it, it just runs for two minutes, but there's there's not a moment where the energy dies down. I think it's just great all the way through. I think M. Huncho brings a lot. I think he brings a lot. Yeah. And now we go on to the to the big single of the album, oh, which is man. "Ain't It Different." Yeah, not feeling this one. <laughs> I initially listened to it and I, I didn't rate it that much. Yeah. Considering it's like three of the biggest UK rappers out right now, yeah, I think it it was definitely disappointing. Hundred percent. That said, I think it kind of serves its purpose. Like it's a decent track. It's, it's not bad, mm. but I think considering the features and this was the main single, kind of expect something bigger and better. Yeah. But I don't I don't think the track itself is necessarily bad. The vocal chops in here were a bit grating. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, the beat I really liked. I thought especially like when they do those repeats and cut the cut the beat out, that was done perfectly mm. on this. Like it keeps the energy up and it, it's great. Um the performances, I thought Heady One was great, AJ Tracy was great. Stormzy I felt was kind of lacking presence. I don't know mm, if you got that. 100%. Maybe it was the mixing or something. But like when he came in, it wasn't like, oh shit, it was Stormzy. It's exactly.
1: Like, I think that stands to his delivery personally. Um, yeah, maybe. This is the only song on this album produced by Fred, Fred again, who after Gang was, everyone was saying he needs to stay away from Hedy. Like this is shit. We don't want this again. But this is the biggest well, song. Well, a lot of people saying
0: that. I'd, I never, I never heard that. I just heard yeah, just, that people didn't rate well, it. Just but looking but online, I, I saw
1: a lot of people saying this. Like I'm talking, fucking, just all the online discussion stuff. I don't know how people felt about it in real life, but I'm just going off what I've seen. Um, and I know it got a lot of negative reception.
0: Yeah, I just heard people didn't rate it. I never heard like any people slating Fred again. Um, it was the production that people didn't like, though. It was the sound of it. Um... So, but yeah,
1: he's a very versatile producer and he does prove that here. That is, to to his credit, he does prove his versatility here. Um, having also done a lot of the stuff on Heavy is the Head. And he's also done work with AJ Tracy as well. Um, so he's worked with all three artists separately before. Um, but back to this song. This beat also samples vocals. That's the vocal chop that you said you didn't like. Those are by Lady Saw from the UK garage hit, Bump and Grind by M-Dubs. So, as you can imagine, there are a lot of credits in this song. It's a very, very long list of, of songwriters. Um, but overall, w- with all of it together, I've got to say, the beat just feels very dumbed down and stale. It feels like it's, it's built for the, the mainstream audience. And to its credit, it serves its purpose. But I just can't say I'm finding much interesting stuff to hear and i don't think that the rappers really complement this either um if we talk about aj tracy i've not been keen on anything he's done in in a good few years you know and i mentioned this in the h episode um i just feel his his verse here just felt a bit generic too many pop pop rap tropes and he wasn't really going further than describing the luxurious lifestyle that we already know he lives yeah, you
0: know? I wasn't digging into the lyrics on this one. I thought, like lyrically, all the verses didn't didn't bring much. Mm. But the, just their flow and the way they sounded, I thought Age of Tracy was good. Know. and So was Heady One. I
1: completely agree with you about Stormzy's verse lacking a bit. I don't think it sounded yeah. amazing, which it should have. His verse was also also felt quite short, um, and yeah, it just seemed like he was just tacked on it for the for the sales figures. But this song sure. did have some subtle shots at chip which he threw in which fueled chip's lethal diss tracks that we discussed last week <laughs> um which right. made me very happy so i'm quite happy they released this song because it, it, it meant chip released what he did so sure and, and
0: we i guess we both say it do, it does the job doesn't it It, it like serves the purpose of the pop song still a skip yeah i, I guess it's, it's just disappointing that these three rappers couldn't put together something there. It should have been it should have been huge. It should have been. Yeah. But it It was a bit bland. All right. Well let's go on to Princess Cuts, because that's another big tune on it. Mm. And am I right in saying you did like this one? This was my favourite track on the whole album. It's the only one that I actually
1: liked enough that I'll probably come back to it. And why is that? Because this is the only track I felt that actually had some proper groove to it. It actually had colour. You know, it's got a live bass. It's got it's got a shaker. It's got synths yeah. in, in every year that are constantly doing different things at every point in the track. You know, we've got a piano. We, we've even got an organ in here. I really like in the chorus. There's there's actually some pretty advanced musical shit going on. We've got some mm. dissonant kind of tremolando phrase with the strings going on. And that just adds that flavor and tension. And I think that Young T and Bugsy are really great features to have on this track because... They just add so so much to the vibe of it with their summery, melodic, breezy vibe. And it fits yeah. the instrumental beautifully. Um yeah. and yeah, I, I would have to say I will say that I, I I think young T and Bugsy outshone Hedy One on his own track. But honestly, at this point in the album I'm not complaining because I've got a lot of enjoyment out Fair of this. Fair enough.
0: I, I'm I'm glad that you like this and it's so enthusiastic because I, I did really like it, but I thought, for me, it's more of a club tune. It's like something you play at a party or something like that rather than, I'm going to chuck this on in my own house and that sort of thing, you know? Um, I think it does sound really good. And, and now you've put it like that, I might go back to it and mm. listen to it listen more Listen Listen for what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think for me, I, I kind of dismissed it as like, this is their club tune. And it did sound like almost calculated to be the club banger, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but... You can tell this like mm. that was their target for this song, and yeah, it's, it does that great. I, I wouldn't think. mind and hearing I, this yeah. in the club. I've got to 100%, like, I have gotta say, hundred percent. Like, it's not that's not a criticism of the song. That's just it's, pl- the fact it's placement that in the album. How it feels. Yeah, yeah. I know you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's, like it's still a great song. Still uh, got it green. I'd love to, to
1: drive to drive with with this song playing
0: with the window down. You know, <laughs> obviously I don't have a car yeah. up here, but it's all good. Right. <laughs> Now we get to a song that's not great. Oh, worst song in the uh, album. 20, 21 Gun Salute.
1: Man, this is a pattern. Like the best but, song in the album is followed by the worst song in the album. It's happened with Alicia yeah. Keys as well.
0: <laughs> Damn. Um, I don't know what happened here, man. Like, Jeez. this is the first time I really <laughs> wasn't feeling the beat. I really wasn't feeling <laughs> Heady One's flow. And then we get young ads. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like, a lot of the time you can have an artist who sounds like they're not trying and they <laughs> just sound cool and, like, <laughs> enough, yeah. this sounds like he's not trying and you can tell because it's so bad. Exactly, <laughs> man. It's I don't know what the fuck their thought processes
1: were when they were making this, but I really dislike this song. I have to say, both yeah, the voices sound so weak. The beat is incredibly dull. The hook is just whack. You know, there's there's a Miss Trunchbull reference in there. You know, shout out Matilda Roldal, <laughs> but even that doesn't save the song. Uh, no. And Young Ads, man, he he sounds extremely generic and like he doesn't, like he just doesn't want to be on this track. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not a Young Ads fan. I, I'm not a D Block Europe fan. That that is music that I really do not like. But one of my favorite projects this year was surprisingly Insomnia, which had Young Ads on it. Um, but I think what was so good about that is he was bouncing off the energy and the wit of of Skepta and Chip, mm. and the instrumentals I thought were carrying that, and it was just a really tight project I thought, um, and it had it had a bit of life, It had a spark to it. But this, he, cool. he just he just falls flat on this song. It, I really, the only redeeming quality is the outro, which is a pattern that I've noticed on quite a few songs where the outro is better than <laughs> the song itself. Um, right, but. Yeah, this this song you yeah, know skip every time
0: then we had some others we we had hear no evil with future mm. uh i won't lie hearing both of them on a the track was a little bit jarring but i think it's overall a decent track i i was quite excited to
1: to hear this song because while i'm not a while i'm not a future fan i do like a lot of his songs He's 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 a very. Hit I think you are a future me. fan at this point. I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm getting there, but you're, he's, you're in
0: you're in the conversion phase.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I still think a lot of his stuffs very inconsistent, and I'm not I'm really don't like a lot of his features on on some stuff. Um, right. So what th- do you think here? I thought the beat first of all was very dull, which is not a good start. Um, okay. And I'm not going to lie to you; I didn't think Future added much, except for the name. Um, one thing I will say is I liked the two verses instead of one which kept the pace going Mm. a bit I was quite worried it was just going to be there and then gone after like 16 bars or whatever Um, but yeah and Heady One does that same melody again that I mentioned in track one like (laughs) seriously listen out for it you'll you'll notice it Um, but yeah
0: yeah skip so now I want to go to Only You Freestyle right and first of all I want to say my opinion on this song is not biased by the fact that Drake shouts me out that was just, you know, that was, that's bound to happen at some point. You know, uh, if you don't know, my name is Humzy Yusuf. <laughs> so he, he, he does both names. Serious? Oh, he used Yusif the Yusuf look like Humza. Well? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fair enough. I think this song is so good, man. Like, It we... came out a while ago. And it's just been playing ever since at parties and all sorts. It, it was like the banger of the summer, honestly. I don't normally like Drake, and this song may have converted me quite honestly. Like, I think his verse is Damn. really good. And I think Heady One is just great. And I think this is a fucking banger, man. Like, there's so many quotable lines. I think it's brilliant. Fair. I mean, I didn't like this song. I hadn't actually
1: heard it before I listened to this album. One of the things I really do not like about this song is Drake's flow. It's so annoying. I'm going to say it, it's annoying and it, it wasn't interesting to listen to at all. And I just, I just something about Drake I just find really grating and this is just a case in point um, of that.
0: Uh, I, like, I couldn't disagree with you more on this one. <laughs> this like, genuinely converted me to Drake. Oh, yeah, the beat's really good on it. I didn't mention the beat. It's M1, he killed it. Like, it. I think it's solid. So Try Me featuring
1: Skepta. Um, I thought the best thing about this track was Skepta. Um, He injected some much-needed excitement and energy into this album. But I thought the beat was pretty good here. I like how the sample was chopped and processed up to feel airy and spaced out. And Heady 1, I wasn't really feeling on this, but I really like Skepta's verse. Um, He saved the song. But
0: now... Well, we get on to fuck you pay me which is the song i've played most probably on here i keep coming back to it it's so good man so this is kenny beats on production you know he's one of my favorites of course and this is it's a very if you were to make a kenny beat type beat it would probably be something like this like yeah. it's just kind of slow hard hitting 808s and just drums and sound effects that kind mm. of create this atmosphere yeah, that's yeah. it's very unique to kenny beats i don't hear a lot of people doing it and if they do it doesn't have this kind of energy doesn't and have that same feeling feel. to yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and it's always done best when you have strong verses, and Hey one provides that full force, but even more so, I feel like Ivorian and dole kind of outshines him here. she comes in really so hard, and her, I think her verse is incredible. I remember I was playing it with some guys, and and they were listening to the Heady 1 bit and they were just like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then Ivorian comes on, and they're like, holy <laughs> shit, like, it was one of those moments, you know. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Love this track.
1: I mean, I've not listened to this uh, in a room with anyone else, um, so I've not had that kind of communal aspect of, of listening to songs, but I, I mm. thought this song was a bit disappointing, to be honest. Because I, I knew it was produced by, by, by Kenny. And Kenny is also one of my favorite producers. I fucking love that guy. I think he's mm. doing amazing things for the industry and for music right now. Um, so big yeah. shout out to Kenny Beats. But here, it's, it, it's a, the beat is good. It's good. But it's a far cry from his most interesting work, I think.
0: Like, I thought... No, but this is... He does this style, doesn't he? He does some tracks like this. Like, he did Magic with Slow Tie. Which is very similar. He, he does a lot of these kind of just eight oh eights and drums.
1: I prefer Kenny's more colourful beats, where there's so much going on. It's, it's you're, you're really immersed in the beat. I think Unlocked is a really good say, example
0: of that. And I will say, there's there's this track that Kenny has been teasing for over a year now right. with Heady One, mm. and it sounds so hard the first like twenty seconds or whatever that he leaked and it's not on this album. Oh, there is man. a deluxe coming. Oh, so really? I'm hoping okay. it's on the deluxe. Yeah, that would be that would be we'll really see. good. But that that okay. might be okay. more up your alley. I hope so. That sounded insane and up. that's Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So, until that one comes out, um I'm I'm just a bit disappointed with this one because I I, I did like the very faint kind of na 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 nah, nah kind of melody. Yeah, 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 I
0: thought, there's lots of little sounds exactly, 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 and, bits, exactly. and like that's that. something
1: Kenny does really well, as you have said. I thought the vocal production was really great, um, but I just think other than that, it was just a bit dull. Um, I th- I almost feel like Kenny added some really crazy shit, but was just told to turn it down a lot. And I also wonder nah, if that I, I disagree. Fair enough, but I also wonder if that melody was was originally a little bit louder, but was turned down in the mix for fear of being too experimental as well. I don't know. That's no, I. I think I would have I would have liked it's it supposed it be to be
0: it's supposed to just distant. be there it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. supposed to be the uh, I can the see, forefront I can see why. kind of I can there. see
1: why that might be done as a creative decision um, but I just felt it was just lacking a bit of color a bit of melody and yeah t- I was just getting the impression that I felt like well I'm not going to compare this to Nav but where on that album they were just a bit afraid of going crazy you know Party next door as well you know they're just afraid of going crazy with it I feel like Hedy was very open to that on Gang. But after all the criticism, he wanted to make something, something more safe. And I think that just tones this, this down. And this whole album just tones it down well, I, a lot. I can tell you this was made before Gang released. Okay, okay. Well, that, that, changes, that changes a fair bit. Um, but still, yeah. I, I I've already indulged as well. I, I'm not... I wasn't really feeling it, man. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was okay. I thought her voice sounded really cool, but it was just very basic flow-wise. Um, and I thought Hedy's flow was also pretty basic, and just the pace of the song wasn't very captivating. And I thought the outro, again, best part of the song. So overall, I was a bit disappointed, and I thought this song could have been a lot better. Um, but I, yeah, you clearly disagree with me on that one. But that's all good.
0: Yes, that's like, all good. Yeah. Okay, uh, then we on to the track with H., can you pronounce this in your best French? <coughs> Parlez-vous Anglais. Featuring H. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> so for me, I think this is another one we're going to disagree on. First of all, I want to say I, I'm not a big H fan. I didn't really like him on here purely because of that reason. If you like H, I think this is a great track. I think there's a lot of energy here. The back and forth is great. Um Like personally, I wish it was a different rapper, but it's it's a good track. Um the beat's really nice. It's got these kind of roadsy stabs mixed with the slidey 808s that you expect. And I think it was a good track. But what do you think? I didn't like this one, man. It was one of the ones I didn't like. <laughs> I, I, I really didn't like...
1: Just, this is a very minor thing, but... The hi-hat. I really didn't like it. It, it Weirdly enough, it kind of... It, it ruined the song. Like, I thought it was very piercing. It was very resonant, and I just... Something about it just made it very not nice to listen to at all. I also thought Hedy's flow, it was just the same flow again. And he just needs to shut the fuck up about Louis V. Um,
0: yeah, you can't criticise Hedy 1 for doing that and then not mention how much H does it. Oh well, yeah, of course. It's just a general <laughs> thing. So I think on this track, is one of the few times Hedy 1's allowed to do it because H does it so much. So it balances out and that's what the track's about at this point. Well there
1: we go. That's that's why I didn't like it. It's just full of all the stuff that I don't like, you know. Yeah. But
0: Well after, after I'm this sure we many had, had some pretty disagree. nice songs, I thought. After we had this, everything I nice, it was just a which bit dead, was to be fair. I I thought like it sounded good after this. I thought like he had some very nice, pretty songs, but I thought there wasn't too much that grabbed me. He had everything nice which had Heady One singing. Well, that was decent mm. uh, then you had You and Me um, that beat kind of sounds ripped from Stormzy's album Heavy as the Head it's kind of a very similar I vibe for some Afrobeat influence in there I mean um, for for everything nice think?
1: Uh, just just. Quick. I thought you mentioned Heady One's singing um, now I thought he, he should stick to rapping because the vocal <laughs> melody was it was extremely samey you know a lot of his other work and within this song as well uh, i i yeah i i thought the beat was alright i liked the synth melodies and i, I liked how Hay, hayley I, think you, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that um but i like how she sounded in the chorus with the harmonies but not in the verse the the verse ruined it um i thought it was there were some pretty cringy, kind of dumbed down lyrics in there. I thought the chorus also got very repetitive, and I would have liked those those thick harmonies to carry through a lot more. Um, and as for you, you and me, that was with Mahalia, features R and B sensation Mahalia, who I think is actually a very good singer. She's got a couple of decent songs, um, but this song was just a bit dead. I thought it was very, it was a very samey, just your typical R and B beat. I thought Mahalia, she sounded nice voice wise because she is a really good singer, but the melodies were just very predictable and not that interesting to listen to. Although I will say, he did did switch up his flow a bit in verse two, which I liked, and I didn't feel he did much uh, elsewhere on the album. Um, So it's got that going for it, but overall it was just a bit bland, I thought.
0: All right. Well, the last track is Cold, Mm. and I thought this was a really beautiful piece. It's the first time on the album where I really felt like, you get this amazing storytelling from Heady One and it's backed up by the beat. you got Wonder Girl on production and it really does stand out. Like The drums are great. The instrumental is beautiful. Um, and then you have Cash Page on here and I think she does a really nice job of closing out the album with her singing. I think she's sounding great. Got some like Rihanna vibes in certain places, but yeah, all good. Well, see, I, I don't even fully agree with that as well because
1: I thought the beat, like I will say straight off the bat, uh this came in and I was like, Finally, it's an interesting beat. You know, Wonder Girl is an mm. amazing producer producer. She's done some amazing work with some amazing artists. Um, yeah, legendary producer in, in this day and age. Um and I thought lyrically, uh Hedy's was really good. It was it felt genuine. Um and it the, the song was going really well. I thought the hook was was okay. You know, this is Cash Cash Page's feature. I thought the hook was okay, not amazing, but I could tolerate it. But the song was going so well until she did a verse. And that just completely took me out of the song. I, I don't think it fit the vibe. I, I really didn't like her voice. I thought it, thought it sounded too just processed and just artificial and just not, not good. I just didn't like it. and It wasn't nice to my ears. Mm. It just took me out of the song. Lyrically, I don't, I don't think she added anything. And yeah, ruined the song for me, man. And yeah, really? not a good way to close the album. Could have been um, could have been better without feature, but
0: <laughs> what, what about enough. overall? What are you thinking? We have got very differing views on this, haven't we? Yeah. Very. Um. <laughs> for me, I thought there's some really great tracks on here, and a lot that I'll come back to. But as an album, I can't see myself ever listening. Yeah. To it in full Definitely. again. Yeah. I think there's a lot that's kind of bit meh or like doesn't really jump out at you. Um. Yeah, I think this is really one that you'll come back for the individual songs rather than the full album experience. Yeah, definitely. Um mm. but that said, the highs are really high and the lows are young ads. So,
1: <laughs> fair enough. I mean, with this album, there was I don't I didn't think there was anything exciting.
0: I don't think it was anything new. There were no wow moments. Uh Yeah, I will say it was disappointing as the Eddie one album. I mm. think this is his debut. It I is, think. It is his debut. Not sure, yeah. It was a bit disappointing. Like
1: the, musically, I was not fucking with this album at all, except for the Young T and Bugsy song. It was just nothing interesting happening. And the problem is mm. that he's he's clearly got a lot to say, and you know he demonstrates he has demonstrated that he can do so very well a lot of the time. But for me, I'm not really drawn into what the artist is saying if the instrumental doesn't grab me. And that was just the yeah. case over here. It was just very, just typical instrumentals. Um, I thought that Hedy's flow and his lyrics, then oh, on this album, they're not anything that we haven't heard before. And so, after Gang, I, I was after Gang, just, I was really excited to hear where he was going to go. You know, I thought he was going to do some crazy shit, but this just felt very stale. Yeah, like it didn't feel like he put that much time and effort into like making his performances his delivery his sounds like exciting and intricate mm. and shit
0: um I, I disagree i think vocally and lyrically here you're getting a lot more of his vulnerable side he's opening up a lot lyrically, more yeah lyrically, i think we haven't ha- heard, yeah lyrically we haven't heard lyrics like this before so i disagree on that front even performance maybe like he's 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 got a unique flow is is the point. I mm. think rather than like the baby where it feels you know, he yeah. has the same flow and it's like quite generic. Th- I think heady one's got this unique flow that like no one else when Drake tried to do drill, we called that a heady one flow. It's mm. it's distinctly his see, style, which I feel separates. Him. See the
1: see the problem is, as you said, you know, it's a heady one flow, but if you listen to to all his previous work, I found I f I found his flow very samey. Um, you know, and listening mm-hmm. to this for like it's, it's over an hour and it was a, it was very similar flows all throughout i was hoping it pushed the boat out and this would be a seminal album this would be a seminal album for drill that we'd talk about in 20 years time but i was sorely disappointed i thought the musical aspects of this coupled with the track listing all the tacked on features and just the overall messiness as an album it just felt like he, he was going for those those safe streaming numbers um yeah, way too long, over an hour. Bit of a slog to get through all over the place. Um, save for a few features. Yeah, not, not feeling it. Good mm. thing is his his ability as a lyricist, um, how he paints the picture of life in the system you yep. know, very vividly. You know, Definitely. the struggles that he's faced. You know, he, he paints that very vividly, very articulately.
0: Storytelling on air is great. Yeah, it's really right? good, 100%. It's beautiful. At best, this is a six out of ten. I'm probably gonna go five out of ten because, as an album, I'm not gonna come back to it. But there are some very strong points on here, and there's there's some tunes that like properly like they're just gas. They're just um, they're sick, and then the rest of the album's kind of a bit uh, mm. la- lacks the momentum that the the great tracks have.
1: Well. For me, the, the, there were no tracks on here that did get me gassed. There was no exciting moments. I thought the Young T and Bugsy song was good. But other than that, it was very mediocre with some very low lows. So I'm going to give this a 3.5. A respectable
0: 3.5. My, damn. Is is this the most we've disagreed is the question. I think so. But I, I thought our scores would be much <laughs> further apart, which is interesting. Yeah. But Well, I just think because... There are certain tracks that are really, really great and then the rest of the album doesn't quite follow I that. I think
1: where we disagree is I don't think any of the tracks on here
0: were great. Ow, 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 ow. The second album today is Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. Been looking
1: forward to this one.
0: Yeah, this is a duo that have been working for some years now. I've not been too familiar with their work. Like, this is their first album that I'm going into. What about you?
1: Yes, as a proper album, yeah. Up until this point, I was never a 21 Savage fan. I never thought much of him and I always dismissed him as, as you know, just another generic
0: rapper. But, but this, this is going to be an interesting turnaround because oh, you've been very man. excited about yeah. this album.
1: Well, this is the thing because Metro Boomin, the producer of this album, I've always had a lot of respect for him as a producer. But mm. most importantly and most pertinent coming into this album, the quality of his work has just been improving and improving with every project. And this was very evident on After Hours by The weekend, which was released in January, where he he truly Mm. demonstrated his versatility and ear as a a producer and a songwriter. And the question is, will that carry through into this album? As I said, I was going into this with very low expectations of just another run-of-the-mill trap album. I was wrong. I was very wrong. I've never (laughs) been so happy to be wrong in my life.
0: Yeah. It's really the the weekend mention is good cuz that's the way I felt here. It was like an after hours type project, you know. It felt like a complete absolutely. journey that it takes you on, you know. It was it was great. So I mean, let's let's get straight into it, into the into the intro. We're greeted to the album by none other than Morgan Freeman. Oh man. I mean straight straight
1: <laughs> off the bat, I was absolutely Not expecting Morgan Freeman to narrate this shit. Yeah. The music just sounds so dark and atmospheric and like you got that homophonic aspect with the piano top line and that progression underneath just working its way through and it it's just that tension and that suspense. Do you you know what it feels like? It feels like you're getting comfortable at the cinema, yeah? The trailers, Mm. the trailers have just finished. You got the title of the movie and the director up on the screen, you're munching your popcorn. And you just die in for the film to start. That's what this intro yeah, feels yeah.
0: like. It's great. Man. Like, he gathers you up. It's it's insane. And, like you said, the instrumental's great. And then he goes Savage Mode 2 at the and end. He and cuts out. You're up. like, oh, shit. Yeah. The transitions in this album as well. Yeah. And that, that takes us into running. I wondered what was wrong Pussies caught the first one savage Mold my mood That's what it was 2016 we
1: was running around beat niggas up in the club I know she around for the money But act like she loyal I don't feel the love I'm so rich Get bored Might wake up Buy me a car just cause Her titties is hard Cause she spent the five My bitch titties cost me a dub All my bitches got BBLs All my bitches
0: got buds. I ain't with the rap Be Draco pedophile All my arts get touched We ain't never ran I phone no bar But we still be hopping our cut Running Running Running, 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 running. I leave by my cars. Running, 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 running. The way that starts up again, like the the transition, and it goes into this serene sample, and then you get Savage laughing. It's like little bits. The yeah, first time yeah, yeah. you hear Savage going pussy, <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes from this serene, like nice sounding thing to Savage laughing, and then suddenly boom, eight oh eights. Well, Beautiful.
1: yeah, I mean, as soon as Morgan Freeman says two, you've got the drop of the needle, you got the vinyl crackle, and the sample's yeah, yeah, yeah. actually none other than Diana Ross. Um and, oh, and that just comes in, and then when those drums hit, man, it's, it's seamless. So you just know you're in for some serious shit. And, you know, yeah. it's not just the drums in the 808 and the sample looping, you know, you've got the strings and you've got the piano just harmonizing with Diana Ross's vocals. And... and yeah. The bass line is so heavy and it's just piggybacking the whole song. I fucking love this one and the hook as well. It's repetitive enough to be simple and fun and instantly memorable, but not too Mm. repetitive like a lot of his other contemporaries to be mind-numbing
0: and devoid of any substance, which makes it addictive. I think the difference here is you can tell Savage is just having fun. It just sounds like it's meant to be fun. If he was taking this really serious and just like, running running like that was the chorus and it, it was dead serious mm. that would not fit the vibe at all that'd be just 100 percent. but here you know hits you with lines like wipe his nose it was running <laughs> running running
1: he's, that's one of my favorite bits <laughs> but but this is another thing i'm gonna say straight up right now i feel like this is metro Boomin's album and and savage is just he's there you know i think he does really well on this album and i'm not saying he's there like he's just there in the background but mm. This is fundamentally Metro booming, And I think mm. 21 Savage actually appreciates that in the sense that he's making space for the instrumental. He's not trying to fill it with all sorts of ad-libs and layered vocals and intricate this and intricate that. He's realising a lot of the magic of this album is in the music and I'm going to make space for that. And I think that carries yeah. through to track three, Lock Him All
0: Up. I mean, I, I would say that they just work together really well. It just feels Absolutely. like really well crafted, like his his vocals fit the beats mm. perfectly. We just talked about Heady One mm. and how a lot of the time felt like his storytelling didn't really match the energy of his instrumentals. Oh, exactly. It felt like he was just sent beats. Completely the opposite. Couldn't be more different here. I oh, fully like agree. Both, both the vocals and the beats are built together to create something better. It's It's insane. And and I'm going to say this so many times, but the songs flow
1: so well into one another. And there's a lot of talk Mm. of albums being a lost art nowadays. I fully disagree. And I think this is a case in point (laughs) of that. Um, I mean, if you listen to Glock in My Lap, track number three, which is either joint first or close second for favorite track on this album. But it's, Mm. it's an incredible transition from Morgan Freeman's outro on running, where he goes more than once and then it pitches down more than once, more than once. And then yeah. you've got this sinister piano and pads. You've got this bass with this fucking distortion and thickness straight off the bat. 21's flowing beautifully. But my favorite part of this whole song is that's the strings. There's this really Definitely. terrifying phrase that goes on in the second half of the verse on the one, the three, and the
0: four. It's like horror film-esque. Exactly. That, exactly. that makes the beat for me. It's so good. It, it, yeah, it just makes it sound so so terrifying, You know, so
1: sinister, so dark. But that's not even the best yeah. part of this song. The best part is the chorus. This is easily my favorite hook on the album, by far. Really? Yeah. There's this one single chord. There's this is one chord in the chorus. It's like some dissonant, straight out of a horror film chord. I don't know what's playing it, if it's strings, or if it's a vocal sample, or a pad, or both. But just listen out for it. It's so haunting. It's so cool. And, yeah, it's that melody that comes in in the chorus as well. There's this percussion that comes in in the left ear. And there are so many subtle things that Metro's put in that I can just rattle off. But but this is a case in point of 21 appreciating how good this beat is. And he doesn't want to take away from that, which I fully respect. But, yeah, this is either my first or second favorite song
0: on the album, easily. Really? Yeah. I've got to say, I thought Savage's performance was kind of underwhelming on here but the beat more than made up for that. And I think mm. it, it was partially me getting used to Savage as well as a rapper and like yeah. understanding him. So yeah, it was quite early on in the album. I think later in the album, I, I got more grips with it.
1: I think tonally and texturally, his voice just marries the production so well. But speaking of songs flowing into one another and th- the changing of, you know, the contrast of moods and vibes, we're going to track four. Mr. Right Now featuring Drake.
0: Yeah. And what do you think of this Couldn't one? It's be more different. I really like this. I thought it's it just really happy sounding. Mm. I don't know what the sample is. It might be Mellotron. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I really like Savage on here. I thought the song was really catchy. Mm. Drake was, was Drake. He was fine. And yeah, really good overall. I mean,
1: I I personally was not too keen on this song at first. I heard it and I was like, uh, Really? <laughs> but after listening to it like twenty times in the last week, in the context of the album, this song's grown on me a lot. And and really? the, like you said, man, this song is so catchy. I've not been able to get it out of my head at all. Yeah, like no matter how hard I've tried.
0: This seems like the pop song. Like this is this is the one that's going to get radio play. In Absolutely,
1: my but it's a case in point of it being done well. But back to the album, you know, this is the first happy beat on the album. You know, yeah, it's got this nice. Pretty reverse piano and vocal sample to introduce us, you know, which is Metro telling us that he's taking us on this ride of emotions. And the beat just keeps mm. riding itself, man. You got the drums, and there's so much going on with the hi hats and, and the percussion. Yeah, and it's just sitting in perfect synergy with that with that main phrase, that main ostinato. And the more you listen to this beat, I found for me, like the more I I started to hear like what was going on, and. Right. I, I didn't think I would say this, but this might be the first recent Drake feature I genuinely enjoyed, which I do not say <laughs> lightly. I thought his, his verse actually had a lot of character to it. I really liked the, yeah. um, she want to fuck to some scissor Wait, because I used to date scissor back in 08. I yeah, thought that yeah.
0: was I thought that was really cool. Well, just listening to the instrumental, it does sound like Drake sort of thing. Like, yeah. If he wasn't on here, I would be saying, you know, this sounds like Drake should be on here. So it's like perfectly fit for him.
1: I hope whatever he releases next is, is, is like this. Because um, I think <laughs> I might actually enjoy it. But yeah. And then we've got track five, uh, rich, rich People Shit featuring uh, Young Thug. Mm. Which, once again, it's an amazing transition from the, the spacey kind of switch up at the end of Mr. Right Now. Mm. And most significantly, this is the first trap song I've ever heard with a fucking cello solo. <laughs> and honestly, beautiful is the best way to describe this. Yeah. Um, I, I really like this song. I think Young Thug as well, he brings a lot in terms of melody and the tone of his voice. He comes in really low, mm. which he doesn't do too often. But what I found yeah. is that he expressed himself through, and I, he absolutely bodied just the key of C minor itself just as well, <laughs> just as well as the cellist did. And yeah. honestly, if you're not too sure about Young Thug, Check out his verse on this song because it is very musical. It it, mm. it it fits the song so well, and I think it's a really great choice of feature.
0: Yeah, well, this instrumental is amazing. Oh, All absolutely. the instruments on it, beautiful, perfect synergy. And I I really like Savage on here. I thought the way he flows Same. over the beat was really nice. It feels like he's riding it really well, and it's just yeah, it's so good. It's brilliant, man. It's
1: just it's great. Now, what about track six, sliding? because this is another one of my favourites.
0: You, you go into it, cause I haven't got too much on it. First of all, I'm, possibly
1: one of my, fa- my, my favourite thing about this song is just how it comes in. So, first of all, this is not your typical structure for a hip-hop song. The beat hits, the drums come in after two bars, and then 21 actually comes in after seven bars of the beat playing which is not conventional at all for trap. You know, normally it's like a four bar intro and then four bars of the drums and it's all like multiples of four, multiples of two, but seven bars of the beat playing, Savage just comes in and you're like, whoa, where's (laughs) where's he come from? This is fucking hard. And what that does is it keeps it interesting and it keeps the pace Mm. of the album unpredictable and suspenseful. And I can just keep on reloading and reloading this song just to listen to how he comes in because it works so Mm. well. And then obviously the flow in the verse is incredible. And we have to mention that hook as well because it's, it's disjointed. It's off kilter, but in such a brilliant way. You know, it's, it's not like they've forced it to be too perfect. You know, it, it just adds yeah. that character. But yeah, there's, there's so much going on in here. You, you've got all the counter melodies going on. Musically, it's dynamic. Savage is switching up his flows quite a lot, which is just that rhythmic mm-hmm. icing, you know, on the musical cake. you yep. got all these gun sound effects. And most of all, it's a fucking hype song. It's hype. And mm. then you have the end of the song with Morgan Freeman coming in once again, dropping his wisdom about the focused mind being the knife and the wisdom being the scalpel. On top of Metro, he subtly modulates the chords, you know, while you're listening to Morgan Freeman. He modulates yeah. it down to flow into, into many men, track seven. Just once again, he makes you wonder, where's this going to go?
0: I've got nothing to add. All, all I can say is um, I, I really like Savage on this track sliding. I thought he, his verses were great. This is the point of the album where he's really winning me over. And I, yeah, I, I started to appreciate him just as much as Booming.
1: And I think what's brilliant about this album is they work together. They, they're yin and yang. Yeah. You know, while I say this is Metro Booming's album, 21 Savage just adds that extra layer, you know, that, that it needs. Mm. Just that pace, which I, I think is brilliant. But let's get into track seven, Many Men, because uh, this, oh man, I love them all, but this is incredible as well. So the first three seconds of the song consist of this incredibly lush, full-sounding orchestral phrase that leads into this incredibly dark, take-no-shit-sounding beat, and you've got this full-on sub-bass line, like, make sure you're listening with a sub or, or some good-quality headphones. <laughs> Because you need to feel this bass line. But there's so much other shit going on as well. You know, you got that phrase throughout. you got these thick pads just coming in and out. you got all these effects, all these vocal samples. Everything's changing and building around that that one mm. ostinato and bass line. And honestly, this song gave me goosebumps. It's that good. And then, of course, Many Men by 50 Cent, which is the namesake of this song. That is sampled in at yeah. the end, which I think fits really well. And... I love how Twenty One Savage, Metro Boomin, Morgan Freeman, and Fifty Cent are all in the same track. I think yeah. that's amazing.
0: It is. It is really nice how they do the sample, and then Morgan Freeman comes in straight afterwards. Oh, I love that. It works um, so well. It is the the way they they built it in mm. here into the narrative works really well. Exactly. Exactly. And you you go from like. Savage's verse into the sample and then into Morgan Freeman. It's like the storyline's built perfectly. Exactly.
1: And you mentioned the storyline, you know, we're we're what seven tracks in and so far we've had so many emotions invoked, not only with the beats, but you know, with, with what Savage is saying, you know. He's he's yeah. often been dismissed as a mumble rapper. But I think if you actually listen to this, you'll realize that is such bullshit because if you, you can mm. hear what he's saying, it marries the, the music so well. And Many Men is a case in point of that. You know, it's a different aspect of his life. And yeah. the music is, is a score to his, his mind. Mm. But yeah, I mean, at the end, you've got the strings. They come back in to accompany Freeman and see the track out. And it is yeah. a perfect break of the album to take us into the interlude. My favorite mm. moment of the whole album.
0: These two tracks won me over. Like, this was the point where I was like, okay, I love this album." Yeah, same.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so Snitches and Rats, right? The interlude. I first listened to this, and I do this with most of the albums. I first listen, just kind of like just in the kitchen or whatever, just while I'm cooking or washing up or whatever. And then this came on, and I was like, okay, this shit is something else. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't want to talk too much about this skit because I would be doing it a disservice by trying to describe it in words, but I will hundred percent say it's is, is my favorite moment on the album and again yeah, goosebumps yeah. and screw face every time i hear it fucking amazing mm. amazing and it's the perfect segue on the album as well it's, the, it's probably the best segue into the next track on the album
0: it's the best like set up and then get into the track it's like it's so good man
1: you've got the instrumental it's like it's coming in it's coming in where's it gonna mm. go where's it gonna go and then Track nine, Snitches and Rats, featuring Young Nudie. That the, 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 the hi hats hit, and you're like, oh my God, it's coming, it's coming. This beat is extremely sinister once again. And 21 sounds like he's gonna fucking gut, he's gonna like decimate all the snitches, all the rats. Mm. You know, it's so convincing. And that is something that lacks in so much trap is just conviction. It's just like, it's no, it's no fucking soul to it. But this, you know, he's yeah. driving the point home. And I can't say this enough, but listen to the textures. Listen to the melodies, you know, introduced with every single sound within this beat. You know, there's, there's so much. Metro's creating this space, this, this feel mm. of the song that is not easy to do. And I mean, back to Savage, I love this hook as well. Yeah, yeah And it's, it's as you said, he's not taking it too seriously. He's fucking around with it. And that translates so well
0: into his delivery. Yeah. But what did you think of Young Nudie? He was all right it wasn't wasn't blown away, but I think he worked really well on the song It's decent i mean i've I've never heard of him
1: before um I thought he sounded pretty good, but he reminded me a bit much of Gucci Main for some reason however that's that's not a big criticism. I would say he complimented mm. the song very well with his voice yeah um it was a good verse lyrically mm. I enjoyed it so yeah, good feature now track ten I can't really say this in a, in, a, in a British accent but my dog so which what, would you
0: think? <laughs> Yeah this is a great song man like the the beat again excellent the, there's this um it's like a piano bass hit that Metro uses which mm. i think sounds so good but really i think again savage is my favorite part of this song sure? just his flows and melodies the chorus is great mm. there's a lot of points on the album where i felt Savage was kind of underwhelming, or like you said, yeah. giving space for the instrumental mm. to play out. Here, I thought, you know, he went full force.
1: I think on this one, on this, this is one of 21's best performances as, as well at this point in the album. yeah, I think he sounds very honest on this track. It Sounds like he's sick and tired of all the bullshit. You know, I really like the line, talking about UK shit like I ain't got AKs. I thought, I thought that yeah. was a really great line. <laughs> the, the beat actually sounded quite uplifting in many ways. And it sounded like we were approaching the end of this musical journey, which we are. Mm. But yeah, I would say Metro, star of the show, as always on this album, and especially around two minutes when the piano just goes higher and change just shifts up. It just invokes so much emotion and just makes everything that Twenty One says just a hundred thousand times more potent. You know, it just <laughs> makes every word hit harder. Yeah. And I really love the string outro as well before it just mm. resolves beautifully and then my favorite song on the album hits straight oh, away yeah. this is I'll easily my favorite oh yeah. my god where 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 do i begin man beat wise straight up this is just it's my favorite beat it's, it's, it's full so of good. bass
0: it's, it's got that like nwa you run dmc vibe you know with the cowbells and everything Proper going going off it's I love this so much. It's like
1: an 80s throwback but not one that sounds corny or outdated. Yeah. It sounds proper. It sounds it like sounds, it belongs here. It sounds
0: cool. Sounds it's, it's like Exactly. What after hours did with like the synthy 80s tones. This this does that for the the old school hip hop, you know.
1: And this is what really won me over with Metro's production. Like he'd done that before up until mm. this point anyway. But this is where I was like holy shit, this dude's a genius.
0: Cuz he goes, he goes like, all out, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's those two notes it's literally just two notes but it's the rhythm and it's how they're mm. being played the groove the drum machine it sounds so organic so full so yeah. thick so rich i mean 21 as well but the best bit the, the chorus come on i mean you've got the brass coming in there it's so emotive it tells a story but it gets better when the piano comes in that's the point where the song just changes it's not a fucking 80s beat this is a story. This is, this is a masterpiece of, of musical <laughs> storytelling, man. Like That piano just harmonizes with the, with the brass and the melody, bass and everything. It harmonizes mm. so well. makes it so epic. And it just makes me really, really want to hear an orchestral cover of this song. Because <laughs> I think, honestly, it would bring out so much musicality. I can just imagine it like a fucking abstract orchestra or something just playing this on stage. Wow. 808 drum machine just playing... That'd be great. There's actually a live horn playing throughout the second verse as well. And, you know, just when you think the song's peaked, just when you think it can't get any better, the outro comes in with these incredible scratches, full-on scratches, which I have never heard on a trap song. It's so fucking good.
0: It is. I can't say
1: how much I love this song. It's so good.
0: I'm with you there, 100%. So, track 12,
1: brand new Draco. Now, I would go so far as to say... This might be the perfect trap beat. Perfect. No no other word for it. Bold statement. It is a very bold statement and I fully stand by it. Because this beat is triumphant. It's thick. It's wide. It's, it's aggressive. It's everything you want. It's every emotion you want out, out, out of a trap beat just being poured into an instrumental. Mm. Let's start from the intro. I love... The, the Metro shout tag, it's a different tag this time. 21's getting you gassed up with his intro. And, you know, this it's, it's that core progression. It's like a triplet. You know, it's... And then you've got the drums, which are obviously straight, straight mm. rhythm. But the hi-hats, they're so wide. And that's just complementing that main sample so, so well. You've got strings as well. And you've got that harmonizing so beautifully with the sample. So it all sounds as one thick texture going on. And the chord progressions as well. And the soul of this track are just being driven by the 808. And this oh, is yeah. exactly what a bass line, an 808 bass, any fucking bass
0: line needs to do in a song. It needs to it, drive it's, it. it. It's big, beautiful, yeah. loud. And yeah, it just needs that interesting tone and everything exactly.
1: exactly. And it needs to carry, it needs to carry the story of the beat on its back. You know, it's not just one mm. note like going um, dum 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 yeah, dum, yeah. dum. Fuck that. This like he's <laughs> he's he's saying, How can the eight oh eight tell a story? How can I channel these emotions <laughs> into an eight oh eight? And mm. the piano that comes in later on in the song just sweetens that up. You know, it follows yeah. that bass line. It makes it feel more grand. You know, it comes in gradually mm. throughout the track. And then even later on, you've got some high notes coming in on the right ear. And it just makes you feel like you're on the front line of, of the battlefield. And funnily enough, <laughs> that's around about the time that 21 says the word battlefield. So I don't know if that was intentional, but it's amazing. And you've got all these little faint synth effects in the left ear and... The stereo imaging is amazing. I love the line. And I eat, sleep shit, fuck with a semi. Love that. Although I, I don't know how they'd fuck with a semi, but this is, that's his choice. <laughs> but but yeah, track
0: 13, not left behind. Well, we've got three tracks left now. And I feel like there's kind of a shift in tone now. We've kind of had the big loud stuff. Yeah. And it kind of softens up at this point.
1: I think this is, this is kind of the shift where it gets a bit more melancholy um, in the album. Yep. But I think, for example, the the effects throughout, you know, I think that those are constantly that's another thing. They're constantly changing, keeping the beat interesting. You know, you've got that noise breaking up. You've got these really emotive strings. You've got a really emotive melody progression. Um, the, The only reservation that I have with this track is that I feel like the strings could be a little bit more prominent. And looking at the credits of this album, a lot of the other songs where I was really gushing over the strings, you know, I looked at the credits and they actually got session players in. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're live. They're live. And it was the same with the horn on, on uh, Step In. But on this song, I'm not seeing any string credits, which makes me think that these are sampled strings. You know, they still sound great, but I would say this is this is the only song on the album that didn't wow me. It didn't blow me away, which is unfortunate, mm. but that's not to take away from the song and its place in the album because there's still a lot going on in in this song although yeah. I, I would have liked Savage to have tried something a little bit different flow and delivery wise just to suit this instrumental a little bit better right. I, I would have really liked some live strings though just make it a bit thicker a bit more colourful but as I said doesn't take away from the album and Morgan Freeman's outro on this it makes the song worth listening to 100% Yeah, I love when he says all enemies should be eliminated that <laughs> is just so perfect and yeah, then we get on to track 14, Rest in Peace to Love, which I think is the best song lyrically. Um, it's obviously about how he gave up on love a long time ago. I mean, yeah. you know, he says, rest in peace to love, I gave up a long time ago. It's succinct, it's Damn. to the point. You know, yeah. he's, he's carrying the point across. And again, the beat, especially that main synth phrase, it's just so so thick and so beautiful. Mm. And again, I don't wanna try to describe it because I'm not gonna do it justice, but it's the perfect blend of of melancholy and accepting the present moment. And then those keys in the chorus, take it to the next level. And there's so much I love about this track. Verse two, how it comes in slightly differently, you know, slightly higher in pitch, the piano improvising over the top, it's just colorful, it makes Mm. it beautiful and expressive. Oh, this is like I have two reservations of this album. One is what I mentioned on Not Left Behind. And the second one is that the guitar solo at the end of this song, it's an awesome solo, but I wish it was mm. louder. I just wish it was a little right. bit louder. And I just wish it was a bit louder and thicker in the mix. Fair but enough. Tiny,
0: tiny, tiny criticism. Doesn't take away from the song. Really enjoyed the song. So the final track, number 15, Said and Done. Oh, yeah. This has a beautiful sample in it. It's like this... Electric keys. I think you mentioned DX7, Yamaha DX7. Yeah, but it just sounds. Classic it synth. just reminds me of like it sounds like a kid's instrument here. It's so nice and happy and serene. And then you got Savage flowing over the song, and <laughs> yeah. he just it's, he's, he sounds bouncy like over it. Bit, yeah, bit. yeah, with his yeah. flow, it's it's so good. And then you get to the outro. Morgan Freeman closes us up. Hmm. Such a nice closes to this album. I I think it's brilliant. You know what I love about this song
1: as much as I love. Dark stories and you know cliffhangers and terrifying endings. <laughs> What's going to happen next? After Hours is a great example of that. You know where he's he's bleeding to death at the end. Yeah, because you know, yeah. he can't handle all the shit going on in his head. Sure, this is a, it's it's a nice happy ending, mm. and and I love it because it resolves the whole album. It, it yeah. ties up the rides that we've been on, and it sends us out on a positive note. It's uplifting, and all the built up tension. Over the past of the previous fourteen songs, has been released, and this beat yes. just tells you it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, <laughs> and Savage yeah. just just flowing on this so playfully. So you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Mm. It, it's beautiful. That that sample is charming. That's the best word. Charming sample. The vocal sample yep. in there as well, and Morgan Freeman, of course, signs us out with "Stay in Savage mode." It's the ribbon on the present, you know. It's the icing on the cake. It's just that that final touch that just makes this so amazing. It's a perfect closer. Hundred percent, love it.
0: Overall, I think this is a really great album. It it is an album through and through. It's like whereas Heady One, I feel like I'll go back to a few tracks this I'm more likely to listen to the whole album rather than going back to individual tracks, you know, you want that agreed. experience. Exactly. Um, yeah. There's, there's some brilliant tracks in here. Um, there's some where, even if I wasn't feeling them as much, it was always Metro coming through with something interesting or even mm. Savage in some cases. And they make you, sense in the album. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just really good overall solid.
1: There are so many things I love about this album, as, as you can imagine. But, you know, the, the main thing is that it's so cinematic. I can hands down say that this is easily the best, most consistent, most immersive, most musically interesting and varying trap album I have ever heard from start to finish. And here, Metro, he cements himself as more of a composer than a producer. You know, he embraces all the principles of Sonicology while still, in, while still ensuring that everything's
0: flowing musically. I feel that. The arrangements on this album were great. Like, it never felt, like you were saying, never felt oh, standard, man. like, here's the intro, here's the verse, here's the chorus. It always felt like it was taking you on this journey through each track, you know? Yo, I was, mean, It was you, brilliant.
1: You mentioned arrangements. I've heard people say that Metro's mastered the art of making a simple beat sound complicated. But I think that's completely Mm. the wrong way around. I think that what Metro has absolutely nailed on this album is making something that's actually very intricate and complicated sound concise. (laughs) And the thing is, as a producer, that is incredibly difficult to do. And a lot of the time when so much is packed into a beat, it just ends up sounding messy and bloated and all over the place. Mm. The way that you avoid that is not by using the most expensive gear you can afford or sending your shit to the finest engineers on the planet, which is the case with a lot of a lot of trap shit, but to get it this good, you have to use your skill as an orchestrator, an arranger, mm. a composer, theory knowledge, your feel of, of music and sound and that's why i'm I'm describing metro as as those terms and it 's what makes this album unique and it stands out against the fucking millions of shitty generic fucking soulless trap songs just floating around there are so many of them out and honestly he's redefined what what trap can do and Mm. i don't think that there are many producers in the in the game right now that can do what metro has done on this album every song flows into the next to the point well, a lot of the time I can't listen from the start of the song. I have to listen from the end of the previous song. So for example, <laughs> those
0: first three tracks, I have to listen to them back to back just because they that's, make so much sense as one. That's what I'm saying, like just taking these songs out of context, I don't know if I would enjoy them as much. Absolutely. It really not. is yeah. like imagine if you just listened to Snitches and Rats and you didn't get an <laughs> interlude beforehand. Exactly. Exactly. It wouldn't have the same effect nearly as much. Exactly. I, I really feel like I might come back stepping on or something like that individually, but mm. I'm just going to come back to this album if I want to listen 100%. to 21 Savage. You know? but if I want to um... buy this on vinyl, man. It's,
1: <laughs> I love it that much. But I mean, look, it's not a nice statement. I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying this, but I dislike trap as a genre by default. And up until this point, I couldn't name too many straight up trap albums that I would describe as something you can sit down and listen to. So for me to enjoy this album this much means it is incredible. It's really won me over. I went into this with very low expectations and it's really fucking blown me away, honestly.
0: Well, I'm very excited to hear your score. <laughs> oh, so yeah, my, man. I'll go first. Mine's going to be 8 out of 10. <laughs> 8 out of 10? My, my, yeah, 8 out of 10. i okay. Fair enough. I, I did really like it, but I'm not... I feel like you're you've been blown away like, job, oh, yes, like blown in awe mind, of man. it. Yeah. For me, I just think it's really good. Really solid album. Yeah. But maybe with more listens I might I might get to your level. But right now, I've not get I've not got that excitement and enthusiasm yeah. that you have, but I I am lo- loving it. I love that you do Fair
1: man. <laughs> I mean this for me it's what really gets me is the, the production and the the orchestration element of this album. I've never heard it, you know, on something in this style before. And it's it really is something fresh, something new, something exciting. Yeah. I mean, score wise, I would no doubt give it five stars if that's how we were scoring this. But a ten out of ten is just a little bit more valuable. So, <laughs> for for the very very minor reservations, literally the two reservations I mentioned on "Not nope Left Behind" and the guitar solo on "Rip Love," which are tiny, tiny. I'm, I'm i'm gonna give this a nine and a half out of ten which is still an nine, amazing really
0: score. those are tiny things like you sure you don't want to go 10
1: a 10 out of 10 is a big a big thing man it's a big big thing this is a big album as well but i'm gonna leave it at a nine a, a nine and a half for now and it'll be like okay. the weekend you know maybe maybe we'll do like a yearly review or something at the end of this year and we'll, we'll see if i've changed my mind
0: fair dues
1: So today on the podcast, we have King Violet with us. And King Violet, are A band, they have just released their brand new single, October. And now they're here to talk to us about their work, their influences, and so on. So who have we got with us today?
2: So I'm May, I'm the vocalist. My name's Amy, I play bass. I'm Mia, I'm the drummer,
3: and we were supposed to have our guitarist with us Claudia today, but
2: unfortunately she, she
3: can't make it. She's a bit ill.
1: She's here That's in spirit. Fine. She's
3: here in spirit,
1: exactly. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Alright, let's get into it. First of all, straight off the bat, how would you describe your music? So, so someone's never heard of King Violet before. They wanna know who are you? How would how would you describe yourselves, your your music?
3: I feel like we've got a range of influences. I feel like the best way to say what we like is just I guess alternative rock but it's mm. got a bit of punk here and there. <laughs> I feel like our influences, like Wolf Alice, for example, mm. and um, I don't know. Amy, who else would you suggest? Um, I'd say yeah. We always say Wolf Alice. I'd say um, us three have been obsessed with Hayley Williams recently, mm-hmm. like her solo stuff. Mm. I mean Paramore as well. But I'd say also for me like Mitski, uh, Taylor Swift, people like that.
0: On on Taylor Swift, did you listen to the new album? Yes. What what do you think? Seth had an interesting take on it.
3: Yeah, I really like it. I am I am a pretty diehard Taylor Swift fan there. Oh,
1: fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did it on the podcast as well. I thought it was, was alright. It was uh it was it was it was different to what she did before, which yeah, I thought was definitely. I thought was quite a nice nice change of pace. All right, so 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 you've mentioned quite a few of your of your influences, right? So we got it, it varies from Wolf Alice to Taylor Swift. All sorts. But are there any specific albums that you would say have really stuck with you over the years that you listened to and were like, wow, I want to make music. This is amazing. This is what I want to do. Have there been any albums that have have made you feel that way?
2: Oh, gosh.
1: Subsequently brought King Violet together as a band.
2: I mean, I was... Grown up kind of on my older brother's music and my dad's music kind of thing so i was growing up on like a mix of my dad's sex pistols albums and then my brother's Mm. green day albums so that's kind of influenced how i personally write we have like really different um music tastes i'd say and i think that comes together really well as as a band when we're like coming together to write a song yeah with songs we usually do our bits ourselves kind of so it all kind of comes together really nicely because we bring something that other people wouldn't have thought about absolutely
1: yeah
3: off the top of my head is muse have always been Ooh, like yeah. a huge huge influence to me um biffy Clyro.
1: what's your favorite album of all time um ever
3: that's a hard question. That is it a is really a difficult hard question. <laughs> I think Origin and Symmetry by Muse is like good choice. Good choice. It's definitely up there in my top five, but okay. I, I okay. wouldn't. I couldn't justify saying that it was my favorite favorite because I have so many. It's like picking your favorite child. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 it's a bit extreme, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I feel about us, isn't it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I think most recently I've got into. Um, a band called Artificial Language. Artificial um, Language. Who are really good. Yeah. Mm. They're like um, quite proggy, almost metal. Yeah. And then Wolf Alice, as I said, a bit of the Neville Brothers, which are like funk soul. So it's I, it's all over the place, really. That's a nice range of genres. <laughs> nice.
1: So, so Amy, what about you? What, what albums would you say you, you can single out?
3: For me, I'd say... There's like two different points in terms of music where I've been really inspired. So more recently, again, we've talked about them a lot, but definitely Wolf Alice. Mm. Wolf Alice were definitely the first like guitar band I got into that had like a woman at the front of them. And I feel like that really changed the game for me because it was like, oh, okay, there's Mm. someone who I can relate to and I can see myself in that position. And that was when I first wanted to like learn bass and join a band but in terms of songwriting in general, writing lyrics and um, playing guitar, like back in the day when I was probably like, what, 10 or 11, 12, mm. I used to be obsessed with Taylor Swift. And like the, the songs she wrote are the first ones I ever learned on guitar. And I don't know, I just think she's been a very inspiring person because a lot of people are very dismissive of her success. Mm. And that kind of makes me wanna it makes me understand that aspect of the music industry a bit more.
1: Absolutely, yeah. The thing with Taylor Swift as well is, obviously, aside from being a household name, that the household name that she is, you know, she's got her own lane in the pop industry. But she started off in the Nashville country scene, and then she what she made the transition in about what 2014 to being pop megastar, and now what she's doing indie folk stuff. So that's three genres of of her being some megastar. And then obviously, Mm. coupled with all those other bands that you've mentioned and all the other eclectic influences from everyone else in the band, you've got a melting pot of genres.
0: Yeah, exactly. So my question for you guys is your role in the band, say, Mia, you're the drummer, that sort of thing. Is there someone who really inspires you in that role? So who's your favorite drummer, who's your favorite vocalist? Uh, It can be from any band, anything.
3: Again, like as I said with the albums, there isn't really one drummer that I can focus on, which is strange because every time I talk to someone who plays an instrument or is a vocalist, there's always someone that they look up to. But it's never really been the case with me. Um, I feel like as I've progressed, there are certain albums and certain songs and certain fills that I pick out. that I'm like, that's great, I'm going to steal that. But I've never really had any one person that I've kind of wanted to take all of their influence from.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that makes
3: mm. sense. I can't think of any specific bassists, but I would say like all of the funk bass in the world. Every time <laughs> I listen to funk bass, I'm just like, like I Volzpec. have to Yeah, I'm like yeah like Wolf Peck yeah. or yeah. I can't even I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but just yeah, I'm just like, I have to go and practice.
1: Because
3: <laughs> they always play such amazing stuff.
1: If you could spend the day with a bassist, who would it be? Just to watch them play in the studio, just like tracking stuff down?
3: Probably the, the bassist from Wolfpack.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay.
3: And like, could be like, give me a 12-hour bass lesson.
2: Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, yeah, fair It's enough. like incredible. Yeah.
1: And how about you, May? Who, who Who influences you as a vocalist?
2: Oh, as a vocalist, I mean... People like Stevie Nicks, Blondie, Hayley Williams. But even from like a a delivery standpoint, I don't know, like emotion-wise, people like Gerard Way, mm. especially like earlier on, like Three Cheers. Three Cheers is one of my favourite albums of all time. It cause There's a lot of grit. There's a lot of anger. There's like you can almost feel the pain. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Bit emo. But I just love like when people can <laughs> deliver – how they're feeling do you know what i mean absolutely Um, yeah i
3: feel like that does come across in your singing though yeah like you mentioned stevie nicks and blondie and they're all like both of them are really powerful like their voices are really powerful and their delivery is always like spot on with the lyrics so i feel like that does come across in the way you sing as well well
2: well, thank you darling (laughs) okay (laughs) i also think sorry you go No, it's okay. I mean, I definitely try to, whether it lands or not, I'm actually not too sure. But like, Mm. there's almost something quite fun about not, not just singing and doing like a bit more whenever you can. I don't really, yeah, I'm not a professional singer by any means. Like I don't actually know how to sing properly or whatever. (laughs) But like, I've never been like taught how to actually sing properly. Mm. Um, But I like just delivering things differently every time
3: fair enough yeah i was gonna say i feel like with um vocals and just like lyrics in general in music people really underestimate how much delivering a lyric well can completely change like i Mm. have some artists where i'm just listening to them like these lyrics are unbelievably good and then you go to like because i always screenshot them um and or like send them to someone or like post them somewhere and you're like oh actually it's quite Mm. basic like for example, I'm a massive fan of um an artist called Julia Jacqueline and she has a song called Turn Me Down that's about being in a relationship where it's not working, but she still loves them too much for her to leave and she's like, Please just turn me down mm. and there's this bridge where she just sings that, please just turn me down over and over and over again and it's so desperate mm. and like it like shatters you because it's like almost uncomfortable to listen to because it's like she said in an interview that she feels so, so vulnerable seeing that and, like, hate kind of hates having to do it every night on tour, but mm. it makes it so, so powerful. Absolutely.
1: There's a lot to be said for the power of delivery, you know, like, mm. good lyrics are one thing, but it, you've got to sing with conviction. Well, otherwise, yeah. what's the point?
2: It's definitely something I'd want to work on, like, like I'd never want to settle on that aspect because I feel yeah. like you, you can never stop working on that kind of thing. Exactly, mm. yeah especially when you write songs about like your personal experiences and stuff like sometimes even if when you can't help it it just kind of comes out a certain way and i think like
1: well that's the best music the stuff that comes out naturally i would say that goes for every instrument like not, not even just vocals like drums bass guitar piano whatever yeah
3: definitely
1: so let's talk a bit about your new single october just tell us a bit about what's what was the background what was what's what's the meaning of that song why is it out why should people listen to it
3: So, October's the first song we ever wrote together as a band. Uh, So I wrote the lyrics, that's why they've handed it over to me. And it started off with a sonnet that I'd written in my diary, Mm. um, which I basically wrote by collecting months and months of just, like, nice lines and hooks that I liked, and then I put them into a sonnet structure, and it didn't end up staying in that structure. But I feel like it's about the moment where, like romance turns into resentment Mm. and like when you realize that the person who you once loved and cared about in that moment you just don't feel like they're a good person and like they're treating you the way you want to be treated it's funny because i wrote it like literally three years ago so it's funny talking about it now but (laughs) when i was writing it i was listening to a lot of songs that kind of contrast lyrics that you expect to be romantic with things that are actually not for example um cherry wine by hosier or real love by big thief like cherry wine it, the chorus is like the way she tells you you're hers and she's mine something open hand or close fist would be fine you listen to it and at first thought you think it's a love song but it's actually about obviously october isn't about abuse but you it's know There's
1: layers, like, it. layers to it
3: yeah yeah, you, yeah, yeah and yeah. i feel like that ended up i didn't do that on purpose but like on reflection that was what I was listening to.
1: So, so a lot of the writing process was subconscious, just like emotions just spilling out and stuff. Like, yeah, that kind I'd of thing. say
3: so, yeah. Because I tend to, when I write, I tend to just word vomit and then pick out mm. bits and pieces. And like, as I said, literally over months and months. But yeah, I, I kind of like how in October, like it's like even the chorus, it's like I'm staring at your burning soul, searching eyes. I feel like that could be in a love song. Mm. But then it's followed by I realize it's you I despise
1: so double meaning, yeah um okay, okay,
0: and so with your songwriting process generally, is it one person that writes the songs or is it a collaborative process? How do you guys like to work?
2: It completely depends. there are some songs only one of us has written lyrics to um well, that's when it comes to lyrics, it's mainly that or it's like you know Amy will have lyrics kind of to spare and I'd like fill in the gaps kind of thing. Um uh Claudia's written like a song or two, so it's like it it's just if we have an idea we'll present it to the band kind of thing. Or like if like Claudia comes up with like a guitar hook that we like, we'll write around that. Like it is it completely depends and it's never like the same each time I'd say. Yeah, yeah.
3: Or even with Kit Kat, like the, the absolute starting point of that song was Amy's little bass riff mm. that she had on like her phone recorder, and then we were like, oh, okay That's let's nuts. use that yeah. and then we wrote around yeah.
0: that nice and you
3: know and yeah usually we just write our own parts like even with october i wrote the lyrics but even then like may put it into the melody mia did you write the chords i think and yeah. and like may played around with the lyrics to make them like work as a song because as i said it started out as a poem mm, um yeah, so I feel like we, all, yeah, we all have equal parts. Yeah, very collaborative process. Nice.
1: cool, mm-hmm. okay. So, got anything to add about October?
3: Uh, listen to it on repeat, please. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: nice. Okay. Yeah,
2: that that's it. That's cool.
1: That's cool. That's perfect.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm so so happy with how it turned out. Like yeah, I don't think yeah. it could have turned out much better. Like I remember listening to like the final mix and it actually made me a bit emotional that's when what we're supposed cried. to do yeah <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, may cried in the studio
3: while we're that's amazing
1: <laughs> that's amazing that means it's good i mean it, it it does sound really good as well is that is that claudia and the guitars with the little solo as well mm.
3: yeah, yeah yeah i
1: mean i thought yeah really good piece of music yeah. as well i hope it does well
3: thank you it's yeah nice. i mean we managed to get 1K streams in like four days, which I'm so That's good. so good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was mad. We were just yeah. yeah. We were literally like Mia was sending the, the number of streams like every day. and We were like, creature, like yeah, <laughs> like it means so much. Like, I know everyone says that, and obviously everyone means it. But like every single time anyone says anything nice about it, it just makes me feel. It's a good feeling, yeah. isn't
1: yeah. it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
2: when we hit 1K, I had another little cry. What's the <laughs> I'm not, I'm not usually a crying person.
1: No, that's good. That, that means you care about the music and you, you really love it, which is exactly yeah. what you need.
3: We do. It's our little bait, especially because we've been playing it for three years. Like, yeah, exactly. And to be honest, we Long were time kind of... Yeah, we almost didn't record it because we were like, oh, we've got better songs now. Mm. Like, and then we asked our friends what their
2: favourite was and everyone was like, October. So we were like, okay. That, I was really yeah. pushing for October to be mm. next. So I was like, because yeah. if we don't record it now, we'll we never, never do it. Will.
1: Yeah. 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 that moment nice mm-hmm. yeah so let's talk a little bit about genre so we've established that influence wise it, 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 it's, it's everywhere like there's so many influences that, that, that are poured into King Violet but how creative would you say that you are as a band with the genre of music that, that you make like, are, specifically are there any genres that you would like to dive a bit more into and are there any that you think you would just straight up avoid
2: Oh, disco would be fun. Oh, disco. I was going to (laughs) say.
1: Oh, we've not heard that before.
3: It's funny because October was produced by my brother, who's also a musician, and he makes like disco psychedelic Mm. music. That's the genre. And um, I actually completely forgot that I did this, but before King Violet was a band, I think, I gave him the lyrics for October um, to make a song with. Mm. And he has them, but he never recorded the vocals. So it doesn't, it's still, it's just a instrumental, but it's so funny. Like I wish he'd actually made it into a song. Like I wouldn't have wanted him to release it obviously because we've done ours, but just to see what he would have done with it. Cause I feel like it would have been. That would have completely... been so funny. <laughs> yeah. And even if he put it out, it would have been funny. Like, I don't yeah. know. B-side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like. Alternative version. When exactly. you're crying in the club. <laughs> <laughs> what we wouldn't go into, I feel like, the only thing I can think of is, like, rap, but purely because I cannot imagine May rapping.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we... <laughs> I don't think any of us really listen to rap, no. to be honest. Like, I, yeah, I do sometimes, but it's not like... Yeah.
1: If we're being honest with ourselves, like, most indie rock rap crossovers just sound shit, so... Yeah.
3: Just, yeah, that, that's, that's a good
1: one to avoid, I'd say.
3: <laughs> Amy's Amy's got a point there. You look like you had it. <laughs> a band to throw in you're like actually (laughs) no do you garden party oh yeah okay (laughs) to be fair there's a local band who are really fun yeah a band called garden party party, and they're like yeah like indie rap punk yeah okay but they're really good live set yeah they do do i'll check
2: them out i'll look them up incorporating like more spoken parts and spoken words would be like quite nice but yeah, rap, absolutely mm-hmm. not <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing I feel like just purely from a logistical standpoint
1: I mean spoken word uh, feels picked up a lot over the years and I feel like people are incorporating that into their music more mm.
2: Yeah, and yeah. we definitely on. have we've like also got as a band in the bank um, mm. that have it incorporated um, and I, I want to do a bit more of that
3: yeah, it changes it up a little
1: bit. Fair enough, fair enough.
2: It's a good way of, like, if there's a lyric you really like, but you can't fit it in the song, mm. it's a good way of, like, putting it in there. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Make sure it's in there.
2: Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. yeah,
1: So you briefly touched on on live music and how a lot of your stuff, you you know, you've just been playing. So, for example, October, you were playing before you released it. With live music in general, obviously at the moment that is non-existent, which is unfortunate, when it was a thing and slash when it will be a thing again, were you as a band always always really into that scene? Like, were you always on the live circuit? Do you enjoy playing gigs?
3: No, hundred percent. I mean, King Violet isn't my only band, and I was already gigging before King Violet was a thing. Hmm. So yeah, gigging live and just seeing live bands was a huge part of my life, and it's something I really 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 miss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring it back <laughs> bring it back and yeah. do you guys all yeah. all
1: enjoy going to gigs as well like just to see yeah, bands
3: really. i feel like most of our friends are musicians anyway mm. so going to a gig is like a night out oh absolutely, you get to see your friend absolutely. Play and then you yeah. get to like hang out with them afterwards you get to get drunk with them afterwards absolutely yeah so, <laughs> nice. yeah just no i really time. miss it
2: Fair enough.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm cry. yeah I, I think I think everyone that's ever been to a gig misses gigs. I mean,
2: yeah. <laughs> there's like an element of pride mm. when you see your mates live. That's yeah, an element I, miss, I really mm. miss. I miss seeing like just my mates dotted about in the crowd.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, me too. I miss like playing and seeing familiar faces, having a good time.
2: Don't we all? <laughs> don't we all?
1: So when when everything is back to normal, finally. Hopefully, assuming that happens, are we going to be seeing King Violet play?
2: Absolutely.
3: Definitely. As, soon as, awesome. as, soon, yeah. nice. as okay. soon as possible. We actually have, like, it's very far in the future and obviously we don't know what's going to happen, but the 31st of March, we actually do have a horn gig in St Albans planned.
1: Wow, wow. Well, yeah.
3: I, yeah. I hopefully.
1: hope that can go ahead. Because that would be... be free.
3: Free. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, to close up, I've got to ask... What's in the pipeline? Have we got an EP, a a tape, an album perhaps? Anything exciting coming out for for the listeners? What are you you working on?
3: Yeah, we would absolutely love to record more. Like that's literally, we're always trying to. Mm. Um, But the thing with recording is it costs money. And um, like we hire my brother, as I said, and then we always like hire local artists and photographers and stuff, so... We're going to drop some merch soon.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, that's, okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. Exclusive.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, exclusive
3: nice. announcement. Yeah, okay. it's pretty fresh. And also, all the money we make as a band just goes towards other producers, other artists. Um, yeah. Fair enough. So, Yeah, we're hoping to record more depending on how the merch selling goes. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, yeah we- as May said, pretty fresh merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very excited yeah nice. very excited yeah nice. very excited to release that
2: but yeah as soon as again with like the game as soon as we can record I, i'm mm. right in there like yeah
3: yeah awesome. yeah awesome. No, definitely there, we do have like a couple tracks that i'm absolutely dying to get down mm. at yeah, i know the desperate. feeling, I know the this feeling. Is f- yeah yeah because we literally like i don't know october was written through over three years ago Kit Kat was written what two years ago at least yeah maybe even Mm. longer so as much as I still adore them so happy that we wrote them so proud of them we've got so much we've gotten so much better Mm. and we have so much more to give but it just like that's the thing with being a local band is it takes
2: money Mm. um, and money like we've got a whole like set list of things we want to record and we're just like
3: and like we wouldn't want to put anything out unless we could do it to the best of its
1: you know, Oh, absolutely, potential. yeah. yeah. If, if you put the effort into writing something that you really believe in, you want it to sound amazing yeah. as well. That's like that's yeah, what exactly. people care about. That's the end result. That's how it sounds. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited
1: to do more. Well, we look forward to the day, but we are approaching the end of our interview. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on. It's been very nice having you on. Is there anything else that you would just like to throw out there? Any, anything you want to plug? Anything any any words for the listeners before we go
3: just october just yeah stream it (laughs) the lyric video's out and also just support all artists at the moment Mm. oh yeah they do be going through it (laughs) there are people who are full on losing their jobs and stuff oh absolutely so send them your love send them your coins if you've got coins
1: yeah that's it. Yeah. Give
3: them your social media shares because it makes a big difference.
2: Yeah, like it it all matters, even if it's just mm. a little thing.
1: Awesome. Okay. Yeah.
3: Thank you for yeah. having us.
1: Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you.
0: Thanks for coming on. Yeah.
3: You've been
1: great guests. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Lovely chatting to you.
1: And that is that for today, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next week for The Gorillas Song Machine Season 1 and Thai Dollar Sign with featuring Thai Dollar Sign. Until then, see you later.